0: Show that bitch. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Cutaways podcast. I'm Ashley, and I'm Justine. Oh, I like when we talk like this. Yes, bravo, bravo. Xander doesn't like it.
1: Xander, welcome, 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 everybody. Welcome, one and all.
0: <laughs> welcome, you. Oh, I get
1: welcomed too. Welcome to your own podcast. Oh, that's
0: so nice. Surprise!
1: It's in your bed.
0: <laughs> all right, this is thing.
1: We've been doing this for a while. Yeah, people like this. Uh, supposedly.
0: Well, uh, welcome, <laughs> welcome. They've been welcomed. Now I'm just doing it to annoy you. It's yeah. fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Especially future you. Thanks, thanks from the future. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this is the Cutaways podcast where we don't randomly just welcome people. Uh, but
1: we we, we watch rom coms
0: sometimes. Sometimes. Other times we talk about vegan food. Yeah, I'm I'm down for that. Yeah. Sometimes I talk about hockey. Yeah. A lot of the times we talk about filmmaking.
1: Yes, we are filmmakers. Yes.
0: But, uh, so, uh, what what are we doing today? Today we are watching a movie. (laughs) Oh, damn. I thought we were getting cake.
1: (laughs) Not yet. Ooh, there's cake. Ooh, there's cake. (laughs) We're watching our last movie from 2002. 2002 was a short year. Bye. Bye, bitch. (laughs) Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. We're watching About a Boy. Aw. Hugh Grant, again. Everything's about a boy. Everything's about a boy. Yeah, like,
0: okay. Dude, I'm excited. Meh. Shh, I'm excited. I just don't, I want to punch Hugh Grant. I just, I really vehemently hate this man. Oh, don't hate. Why you hate? You don't hate. I don't like him. Okay. He's so annoy- obnoxiously annoying in movies. He's no Miles Teller. No, that's true. <laughs> Here's the info
1: from IMDb. A cynical, immature young man is taught how to act like a grown-up by a little boy. Okay. <laughs> it sounds like every relationship I've been in. It does. <laughs> Did you write this? Nick Hornby wrote it, and I love him. He's my favorite author. Oh, see, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. I I love Nick Hornby, although I haven't read this book. Okay, okay, so I've read pretty much every Nick Hornby book, not his newer stuff yet but i have them on my shelf i haven't read this book because here's the thing i'm so anti-rom-com mm-hmm. that i thought it would be stupid because i know they made this hugh grant rom-com about it but i'm willing to turn over a new leaf you know and and read it yeah but i mean we're gonna watch the movie first and then read it and then i'll be like oh the book was still better valid <laughs> yeah this movie stars hugh grant nah. Who we've previously watched in Four Weddings and a Funeral, Notting Hill, Bridget Jones's Diary, and Two Weeks Notice. Bye. <laughs> this film also stars Nicholas Holt, who is like a baby in this and super hot now. Oh, yeah. No, he's totally hot. Yeah.
0: Get it. He's and- dating Jennifer Lawrence for a while, too. Oh, yeah. Now they're, you know, in the X-Men together. Oh, yeah. He's the beast. He is the sexy beast. He
1: is. Call us Nicholas Holt. Yes, please this film also stars tony collette who we previously seen in emma
0: Oh, right i forgot she was in that movie we did not like that movie
1: did we not like it i thought we were like average about it
0: oh no i'm thinking
1: of cousin bet you're always thinking of (laughs) cousin (laughs) bet
0: cousin bet drives me insane
1: it's like the weird ass movies that we watch like cousin bet and pal joey create like these lasting memories because of this vehementness like what? What the
0: fuck? All the fuck? <laughs>
1: <laughs> this movie had two directors, Chris Whites and Paul Whites,
0: Whites brothers. Yeah.
1: And the editor was Nick Moore who had edited Notting Hill. Oh, nice. You liked the
0: editing in Notting Hill. I did like the editing in Notting Hill. <laughs>
1: so there. <laughs> I'm
0: all like already why are you defending I don't know. Shit? I
1: don't know why I'm already battling. <laughs> This is not. This is not how we play the game. No,
0: it's not. What is this? I don't know. I... You you go away to Seattle. You <laughs> get a boyfriend, and then you. I mean, I don't know what you're calling yourselves, but but you know when things ha- like apparently, I'm sh- shading everything. You are
1: shading, and I am a whole new woman. <laughs> a whole new Ooh. world. Okay, so here's something. International editor. I have never heard this before i've never heard of it either i don't know what it is but this person has hundreds of credits as international editor i wonder if is it just to reformat films maybe this is uh sorry tricia espinoza I have no idea. I'm very curious now. I have no idea what international editor is, but they were also international editor on Notting Hill. Yeah. We it, must find a tell us, tell listeners. I have no idea what international editor means, but li- seriously, like hundreds, hundreds of credits. Huh. Yeah. The uh, first assistant editors were Simon Cozens and Mike Jackson. And the assistant editor for the Avid in the UK was Tanya Clark. The second assistant editors were Julian Andraus and Paul Clegg. And the apprentice editor was Brock Stoneham. Hmm, Very British sounding names. names. Yep, <laughs> Go Britain. Go Britain. It's your birthday. Not really. Not really. Because you're old. <laughs> we're in a weird
0: mood today. What a
1: weird mood we're in. This movie is an hour and 41 minutes. It's rated PG-13 for brief, strong language, and some thematic elements. Okay. Okay.
0: Isn't all movie just thematic elements? I don't know what that means.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It has a 7.1 out of 10 IMDb rating and a 75 metascore, which was higher than the last thing we just said was highest we've ever seen.
0: That is pretty high.
1: Yeah. It was nominated for some awards. Would you like to hear? Yes. At the 2003 Eddie's. Yay, the Eddie's. It was nominated for Best Edited Feature Film Comedy or Musical for Nick Moore. Young Nicholas Moore. At the 2003 AFI Awards, it won Movie of the Year. And here's a little something snippet about that. About a boy is a comic pleasure. This mature look at immaturity is witty, smart, and heartwarming without being sentimental. In a world where laughs are precious, yet film comedy is undervalued, About a Boy is a tonic for what ails us. Hugh Grant proves once again that his charm is boundless. Okay. <laughs> Ashley's already like, I'd like to write a formal complaint to AFI, <laughs> and we know where they are. They're just over
0: at the bottom of the hill. No, I would go. Yeah. I would drive. <laughs> Up everything. <laughs> up a mountain to talk to AFI. If, like, excuse you. Yeah, I believe in 2003 you awarded this. <laughs> I, I believe you were the worst.
1: <laughs> you, you called Hugh Grant charming. What? What? At the 2003 BAFTA Awards, it was nominated in two categories Best Screenplay Adapted from Peter Hedges, Chris White's, and Paul White's. And Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role for Toni Collette. Go, tony At the 2003 Golden Globe Awards, it was nominated for Best Motion Picture, Comedy, or Musical. And Hugh Grant was nominated for Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture, Comedy, or Musical. Whew. At the 2003 <laughs> Academy Awards, it was nominated for Best Writing Adapted Screenplay for Peter Hedges, Chris Whites, and Paul Weitz. That was a mouthful. Yeah. It was nominated a lot. So, how did, do, I'm, I'm doing it again, I'm doing it again, I'm, I'm battling. I'm like, so how do you feel about that, Ashley? Can't battle me. I will win. I know. <laughs> I'm strong. I'm to, I just want you to come back and it's suddenly like a, a Grinch effect and you're just like, my heart <laughs> grew three sizes today. Grew three sizes and Hugh Grant is suddenly charming. I don't think I'm going to like it.
0: I think I'm going to like it. I feel like I might like the story, but I might find Hugh Grant just annoying. We'll find out. I just normally hate Hugh Grant.
1: Yeah. You know? I mean, I don't like him. I haven't liked what he's given us so far. I will give you that. Yes. We'll see. Let's go see. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. About a boy. About a boy. About a boy.
0: Boy, boy. 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 Boy, boy. Oy, boys. Boys. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) This was the most tolerable Hugh Grant has ever been. Wow. Hey. (laughs) All because of a child. Of the child. Holy crap. Nicholas Holt is amazing. Yeah. 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 He's so good. Yeah, like, we
1: were just like watching it being like, he's so
0: good. Yeah. He's so good. <laughs> like, why the fuck did Hugh Grant get nominations? Where was Nicholas Holt's nomination? I don't
1: know, man. That boy yeah.
0: deserved one.
1: So good. So living in the reality moment. Just,
0: oh my God. He just, he really like got it. Mm-hmm. He shined. He's good. He's good. He shines bright like a diamond. Like a diamond. Man, we
1: haven't done that in a long time. I feel like every time now we keep bringing back an old, like, cutaways cutaway. Cutaways nostalgia. Yeah. Revisit our back catalog. Please. (laughs) We're just as insane, but only the first time around. Yep. Now we're just repeating ourselves. Yep. We have the same material over
0: and over and over again. That's right.
1: (laughs) I have things to say. <laughs> Get it. I, uh, I'm i gonna read the book, okay? Cause this, this I, I can tell, cause like I said, I I read a lot of Nick Hornby and I, I watch many of his adaptations. Most recently he had uh, Juliet Naked come out this year, which was fantastic, amazing rom-com. Mm-hmm. But this did not feel like Nick Hornby to me. Like there were little touches But it wasn't like Nick Hornby enough. Mm -hmm. And I feel that, and in the trivia, they say that it takes place in the mid-90s, which is, of course, his favorite era. And it kind of encompasses around the, the kids liking Nirvana and then learning about Kurt Cobain's suicide and to delve and connect that with the mother's sort of suicide attempt. I'm like, that is fucking Nick Hornby. How we use music to heal us and express ourselves. Mm-hmm. That is 100% what I'm looking for when I want my Nick Hornby content. And I did not get that from this. So I'm just like, ah, it could have been good, but there's something I need that I didn't get.
0: So, sorry. I liked it. Do you hear that? <laughs> I just like how we completely did a role reversal. <laughs> Unscripted. Like, I don't feel the need to, like, battle you
1: on it, mm-hmm. though. mm-hmm. I think we're just meeting our own expectations. Yeah. I had expectations of a certain thing that I didn't get. And yeah. you had low
0: expectations. Yeah. No. Anything. I had literal low expect. I was prepared to sleep Yeah, at points in this movie. <laughs> no, it was enjoyable. I yeah. like the middle the most. No, there were definitely in the beginning. Mm-hmm. The beginning needed like 20 minutes mm-hmm. out of it. it I was going to say that. It just... It, we spent so much time being hammered with... He's an island he's an island of, like of a man he doesn't need anybody we get it like we we get it dude mm-hmm. and um I felt like that kind of shortchanged the kids storyline a little bit mm-hmm. Marcus yeah going back and forth between the two of them in the beginning mm-hmm. I actually kind of liked the voiceover a little bit yeah I mean you get that like based off a of book and I think it works. Well, they used it in very strategic points, yeah, which I liked. I don't normally like voiceover. No, no. I really find it distracting and like it's there to fix, yeah, a problem with the story. Yeah, it's unnecessary, usually. Yeah. but this actually felt nice. Like you needed the the little inside information about Marcus and what he's dealing with a little bit. Because you don't necessarily get right off the bat that he's, he's really shoving his feelings Mm -hmm. about things down. Mm -hmm. Like he, he can't express anything to his mom because he's worried so much Mm -hmm. that it's going to upset her. Yeah. And he wants her to be, you know, healthy and happy. And, uh, you know, like every kid wants their mom to be.
1: Yeah. But him just feeling
0: the weight of her life on him. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't feel like she really, and I don't necessarily think that what she she is saying is a bad thing, but when she continues to perpetuate this idea that he is the light of her life, like mm-hmm. he, he's the only good thing, he she's reinforcing mm-hmm. that pressure. And I don't think that she was doing that intentionally, but I feel like I wish, I wish sometimes parents would would think about how their words affect children Mm -hmm. um, a little bit more because children are smart like we we don't give children the benefit of the doubt enough yeah plus he was 12 yeah really grown up yeah he is inferring so much from something that shouldn't be an inference like it she's trying to express how much she loves him Mm -hmm. not how she expects him to save her. Yeah. But that's what he, the information that he's receiving. Yeah. And it's terrible that he cannot talk to her about that. Yeah. Or talk to anybody about that in the beginning. Yeah. I really could give a shit about Hugh Grant's character (laughs) in the beginning. I really
1: could. Well, I mean, that's the point, but I feel like it was a little too much, like, caricature. Yeah. Of, like, and we've seen him do that role Over and over Mm -hmm. and over. Literally, it's all we've watched this year. and
0: and, like to go back to what that one review said from AFI about how he was so charming. He's not charming. Nah. He's kind of blah. He's just kind of reacting to whatever anybody else is doing. Exactly, like he normally is. Yeah. I mean, until he gets into the scenes where you can tell that he actually cares about this kid. I feel like a lot of this is possibly the fact that Hugh Grant can't be his normal neurotic adult dickish self around a child. Mm-hmm. Like he just can't. I don't I think that that's what switched it for him. Mm-hmm. Because he's definitely he's not very rigid in those scenes. He feels less like he's reacting and more like he's in the experience itself. Mm-hmm. The softening of his character in those scenes was really, like, nice. Like, I don't, I still don't like him. Yeah. But... Wait, like the character or like Hugh Grant? Like the character. Mm -hmm. I still don't like the character because he's doing all these really horrible things. But... Because he doesn't give a fuck. Because he doesn't give a fuck. But when he's bonding with that child... Yeah. There's something in that where you're like, oh, Hugh Grant can have another side of himself. He just has to turn everything in his brain off essentially it doesn't feel self-involved I think that's the thing is that he did not feel so self-involved with that kid and I don't necessarily know if that was a performance or if that was just a reaction to having to act with a child
1: who's really good who's
0: really good
1: yeah I don't know how you could not be natural acting off of that kid yeah
0: everything was fantastic with Nicholas Holt yeah yeah he's the star of (laughs) it. He carried the movie. He yeah. really did. Like, especially once it got into the flow of everything. Mm-hmm. I could care less about yeah. like the relationship aspect of anything. You're just wondering what the kid's doing. Yeah. you're, And you're, you care. You mm-hmm. care so much about what's going on with this kid mm-hmm. because he's, he's being bullied. He's going through, you know, some very adult thematic elements. Ah, that's what it means. <laughs> We figured it out. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's like, it's definitely a callback and a joke. Like, he's dealing with a fucking lot, this <laughs> child. Like, I, I was dealing with a lot at his age. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't know if I dealt with this level Of a lot. Yeah. Like, I think it annoyed me a little bit with how much the kids were bullying him. It did annoy you. You yelled a lot. Well, I just didn't understand why these kids cared. Like, why does the entire school hate him? Because it felt like for no reason. Because he's an easy target. I know he's an easy target, and that makes sense for the bullies. Mm -hmm. But not the entire school Mm. to laugh and you know, poke fun and basically follow him around and allow and allow this to happen. I understand peer pressure and I understand that kind of stuff. But like his video game geeky friends tell him, oh, we don't want to hang out with you because, you know, you're constantly you you bring the bullying to us. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't necessarily know if that would be a real thing to happen. I mean there it probably is and I'm just I've so far removed from being a child that I don't I don't know. I just really didn't understand why these kids cared about just kicking the living shit out of Marcus. Do you I feel like it's a little odd that like the
1: only time like Marcus really kind of cried about it was when his shoes got stolen.
0: Yeah. That was the first time that he actually f- expressed it to his mother. Mhm. And I think that's kind of why... I I, I don't know if it's necessarily odd um, because bottling it up is a thing, especially for young boys. Yeah, but I mean, like,
1: they're doing such horrible things to him. Like, why is it that moment that when... Do you think, like, as a connection to Will, they stole something that Will had given him? Mm-hmm.
0: Made him the most upset? Oh, no, I think that that's what it is. And I think it's also a little bit of calling back to when his mom is in the kitchen and trying to feed him breakfast and everything just keeps going wrong. Mm-hmm. And I feel like him standing in the rain, you know, waiting for his mom to come get him with no shoes. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of felt like every, the world was falling apart. Man, this movie is reminding me a lot of Sing Street at this moment. Mm,
1: I have not seen Sing Street. Dude, it's so good. Watch it. It's from okay. the same directors as Once and Begin Again, even though you hated Begin Again. I disagree. <laughs> I know. No, you
0: and Sam both loved it, and I'm just like, this is a- not a movie. Anyway, we'll get to that in six years.
1: <laughs> Eventually, we'll talk Table about... Table that argument. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of how mental health and depression was represented in this movie via the mom? Um, I
0: think it felt a little one-note to me. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, I I mean, like you said, they they had no idea what the fuck they were trying to talk about.
1: Yeah. And I also feel like, oh, we're not really going to get into it because it's not the point of the movie. We're not going to focus on it. Yeah. Even though I felt like it should have been. Yeah. It was a fucking problem for the kid. Yeah. That was his main thing. No, and then it
0: just kind of goes away. Even after he says, I think about it every day. Like, Mm -hmm. that's a big thing. Mm -hmm. Like, for you to see your mother most likely you know dead Mm -hmm. on the couch after i'm assuming an overdose yeah that's a traumatic experience when you're a kid you process that really differently because that's your primary caregiver and she's gone yeah and of course you know she was fine but you didn't see the ripple effects like you would normally see Mm -hmm. like the kid not necessarily acting out but you know being really angry like he was angry in one scene but that carries on for a very long time and especially when he comes back and she's in that state again mm-hmm. later on in the movie they didn't explore his worry mm-hmm. enough yeah
1: well they shoved it all in this light-hearted rom-com yeah
0: and and while i understand a lot has changed since 2002 and in, in the whole scope of of mental health, like having being able to have the conversations. I mean, the internet has opened up a lot of things to allow people to kind of really peel back the curtain and be like, well, what are we really talking about in terms of like a mental illness? Because I don't think that she had just straight clinical depression. It's hard to tell even if that,
1: because they were just showing her crying a lot, which is... Mm-hmm. I
0: mean, the way that the movie portrays it to me was that she has intense episodes, mm-hmm. um, which yes can happen in in clinical depression, uh, in my understanding of it. But it definitely felt more like she would have fallen under like a diagnosis of of bipolar disorder because it, nothing was really making it go away. And and while it's the same thing with depression, I just she had these really manic episodes where she was really okay and she was really get together and then it would happen again. Mm-hmm. And then it'd be really okay and really get it together. And then all it, cause at least the character, the way that they portrayed it and the way that they had everything set up. So like when she actually goes back into an episode when he walks in mm-hmm. the second time and thinks that she's going to be dead again, or at least the yeah. audience does, she had a book laying on the table. So it was like all of a sudden it hit her. So yeah. to me, that's, I mean, I know it functions every it, different for every single person. And I don't want to generalize because, and, and I don't necessarily want to diagnose anybody. Um, but I do want to, to just point out that if you're going to portray this in a movie or in something, you have to really understand what you're portraying. Because when you leave this open-ended idea yeah. of what it is... Well, even
1: they brought her to the hospital, and the yeah. hospital was just like, oh, we're just going to keep her overnight. Yeah. And the, nothing further. No, like, psych evaluations, no
0: putting her anywhere. Well, I mean, it's a different country, so again, yeah. we have, there's very little context that I have with that. But there just it just didn't feel like there was enough care or understanding placed on, on that.
1: Yeah, I feel like... What the movie is going for is a man who feels too little, a woman who feels too much, and the kid in between that balances them out.
0: Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Like, I don't want to put that in my brain because I really hate that. Uh Uh-huh. If you're going to feel too much, then, oh God, I just (laughs) can't. Like, I I liked exploring the idea that the kid was not expressing himself he was expressing his mother, mm-hmm. and he needed to learn how to express himself, which is why the payoff isn't good enough for you. Yeah, because he never really does. Yeah, I think his mom is o- more open to realizing. Oh, I've put him in a box.
1: Yeah, I got that at the end, but
0: I feel like it didn't. It wasn't enough. Yeah, it, it definitely didn't come wasn't from enough. the way that I wanted it. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, you wanted him to to be the one to. To, to make the decision. But I also kind of like that he didn't, that he still stuck with his plan because he needed permission. Well, I feel like I wanted him to get that from Will, from the father figure. I felt like he got that from throughout the entire most of the entire movie. But like, again, it wasn't explored enough. This was all done through the surface thing, and I'm inferring yeah. a lot of my own personal bias. It's a way for his mom to move back into saying that everything is going to be okay Mm -hmm. to him because he's again he may be 12 he may be 13 he's still a child like your your brain especially a male brain is not fully formed yet there's that fear that she's gonna always constantly leave yeah and i feel like that's what they were trying to do it this there was just too much happening in that scene it should have been more like personal. It should have happened not while they were walking home. It should have happened at home. It should have been like this actual real conversation to so where he could cry it out and actually mm-hmm. really express something mm-hmm. and then could become himself. Yeah cuz that's more of a metamorphosis than I want that f- payoff. Yeah. No, and I feel like that would have been more of a metamorphosis I- idea than the fucking cliche of the school recital. Mhm. Cuz as great as that moment would have been if it was the way that you wanted it. Shake that ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Show
1: it would It
0: would have I mean, it could have also been that they just couldn't afford the song. Uh, uh. So,
1: who's who's also good in this movie? Rachel Weisz. She's always good. She wasn't in it enough. She was not in it enough. And every time she was on screen, we just talked about how beautiful she was. Yeah. Like, we would date her. Yeah. We, yeah. We are, yeah, official canon cutaways in love. Yeah. We are mad jealous of Daniel Craig. Yeah. (laughs) We're like, should we just stop this and watch The Mummy?
0: Yeah. (laughs) No, there was a little conversation that 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 was... I'm
1: a librarian. <laughs> uh, Yeah, she was not in it enough. All right, anything else? Before we dive deep into talking more about Hugh Grant?
0: <laughs> I feel like if this wasn't just a straight romantic comedy and there was a, not necessarily a rewrite, but a little bit more thought and care put into certain aspects of the movie that this could have been like a, really fantastic like really well done for the time period mm-hmm. like this could have been where ending the stigma started mm-hmm. instead of where we're at now yeah and so that makes me really kind of disappointed that they didn't go there
1: i want to investigate the source material mm-hmm. i think it i think it's possible that it's there just because i believe in nick hornby so much i mean like you know i love high fidelity and that was a really good adaptation yeah Okay, about a boy. All men are islands. I hate it. (laughs) False. First of all, everybody got a mother. Everybody got a father. Yeah.
0: It's so like scientifically proven false. Everything in your hippocampus is designed to create and form bonds with other people or other creatures. So, when somebody says, no, ma- or I'm, I'm an island, I don't need nobody. I'm like, no, you do. Who hurt you? Mm-hmm. It's very isolating sometimes to be a young man. Yeah.
1: that That's Hugh Grant's character. Now, on the other side, Marcus, he's also an island, but he's not self-imposed in this island. He has been
0: He's a shunned. very <laughs> sweet child. Like, yeah. a very caring... Yeah, and that
1: makes you weak in that elementary high school school system and
0: and i'm not i'm 100 like this was a movie about toxic masculinity Mm -hmm. and if you are a listener and you feel like having feelings is a weakness and and feeling sensitive and like you can connect with another human being it's not it is not a weakness it is very strong Mm mm-hmm especially as a young man, to, to be expressive.
1: So, yeah, we have the two concurrent characters, Will and Marcus. Will, we I mean, spend spent a long time learning that he doesn't like kids. He's not interested in kids. He doesn't even want to be a godfather to his friend's kids. I didn't need this. Yeah. It was boring. Yeah. And he's just like, I really am that shallow. No. On one date, he lies and says, like, he loves kids. So he's also like... I think we're starting to learn that he's a liar. Because he's a huge liar in this movie. Well, he wants... Okay, so
0: here's the thing. He wants... He wants sex. He wants sex. He wants to form human like connections.
1: What is it? The, the insert coins into women to get the sex? Yeah,
0: <laughs> pretty much.
1: The sex machine? Gaslighting bullshit yeah. machine. Here's a coin. I like children. Here's a coin. He's giving him love kernels. Yep. So, this turns him into liking single moms because he dates this woman who's a single mom but she's not ready so she ends up doing the breakup instead of him having to do, do the breakup eventually because he's not tied to commitment he's like oh man single moms that's where it's at because they'll break up for me yeah because they'll, they won't settle down because i won't be
0: you know, whatever they're looking for. I don't know. Whatever. I I, do, I like how he went on one date and with, like, all of this scientific data yeah. that he has collected has determined that all single moms are the same. Like, what a dick. Yeah. So he goes, like, single mom
1: shopping and he finds a support group, which is all women who have been left
0: and are vulnerable. And he's just there making up lies. Tell them that he has a two-year-old. I do like that in the voiceover, he was just like, men are trash. And I really wanted to cut my dick off at, yeah. at this point. Yet does he learn? Nope. nope.
1: <laughs> men are really trash, goes on to say trashy, trashy things.
0: things. <laughs>
1: <laughs> becomes himself some trash. Oh my God. It was, it's a meme. Sees the trash, becomes the trash. trash. Yeah. <laughs> Worships the trash. <laughs> so he ends up meeting Marcus through this date that he gets through the support group. So he meets this woman who has a kid, but is also watching Marcus for Fiona, who is having a day to herself,
0: sort of thing. She said she was not feeling well. Yeah. Which um, was our first clue.
1: Dun dun dun. Well, we've had a couple clues already with our crying, which we talked about. Yeah. The things that we've learned about Marcus so far is that the kids make fun of him. Yeah. Yeah we learned a couple things about Will that he does nothing. He lives off of song royalties, which I feel like they could have gone into this more with metaphor Mm -hmm. of being like a one hit wonder of striving to never get that second hit. When he said that his dad wrote a hit song and that's all people wanted to hear him play and he struggled to make another song. I'm like, I relate to that hardcore of like, Nobody wanted to hear my dad's own songs. They just want to see him be John Lennon. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is like so sad. <laughs>
0: Your dad's a really good writer, though. Yeah. I but- know he like listens sometimes. So I'm like <laughs> not trying to be a pandering like little fan. No, I love the song that he wrote about Alexa.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite song of his. Yes. But that's how I related to it. And I want to see like more of that and how that relates to Will about how his father did this thing and just never got what he wanted
0: tried got famous for something else but never was happy in the end i wonder how much his like if he's really a side character in the book because i want i'm really wondering if the book is written from marcus's point of view Mm -hmm. because marcus and his mom feel so fleshed out Mm -hmm. in the movie like as as much as like they deal with these surface issues i do feel like i know these people yeah like i feel like i know marcus
1: yeah and so will does nothing he's just rich lives off of royalties and just treats his island life as island life in units (laughs) units of pleasure
0: units of time Mm -hmm. oh my god that annoyed me so much i'm like dude you're just trying to formulate excuses for your lack of ability to... He had no passion. Well, I feel like he was afraid to have a passion. Like, what I took away from it was he was afraid to have a passion because his the, dad's, his dad's passion. passion got turned into his worst nightmare. Yeah. Need more of that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Marcus kills a duck. With a chunk of bread. Yeah. The same kind of bread loaf that... Uh, it looks like Eugene's when they did the... the It does. The, the bread challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the Try Guys podcast. <laughs> we used to be a Hamilton podcast. Now we're a Try Guys podcast. Oh my god, I have the perfect name
0: for our Try Guys podcast. What is it? <laughs> Try More. Try More? Like you're trying... Never mind. Oh, sorry. It made sense in my head. <laughs>
1: anyway, we'll, work- we'll workshop it. Yeah. Then Marcus sees
0: the ghost of his mother? Question mark? The way that it was like dun 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 in mm-hmm. was like the most uncomfortable i've ever been <laughs> i think she may have died for a second there she had to have
1: yeah that was definitely her ghost had to be the way they edited it yeah. and it just disappeared she's like marcus i'm a ghost. Mm-hmm, ghost
0: mama that's how i'm gonna come back to haunt you i'm a ghost are you dying before me no it's probably i mean you are technically i guess already dead <laughs> You we're are dying to at the same time. <laughs> Just like in beach No,
1: not like in Beaches. Oh ah!
0: We're going to be like, who was it? Who were the two presidents? Was it- It was Jefferson and Madison that died Probably. at the same time on the same day? <gasps>
1: oh, yeah. So, they go home from this date, and they find Fiona passed out, vomit. Strewn. Strewn, yep. Definitely looks like she had an overdose. Yeah, Marcus sees this image first and then the other two behind and then, uh call. Yeah. So we're like, oh, God, she's dead. But then they're like, she's conscious, you know. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So the hospital, like, keeps her, but then it's like, so she's allowed consent to you guys to take care of Marcus. Susie and Will. Susie takes him. And then Marcus finds her suicide letter. Yes, To him. To him. And then the mom comes home. And Marcus is just like, so sad. I can't watch you all the time. So that's where he gets his idea of, I need somebody else to help me in this. I need a third person. Everybody needs a third. So when one person leaves you, you're not just left alone. Yeah. That's where he gets his- Two people is enough. Yeah. So Will is just going about his easygoing life and Marcus calls him and is just like, we should hang out and have dinner. And uh, my mom should come too. And uh, Will decides to do it. He's
0: got nothing better to do. Yeah. And the kid's persistent. Mm-hmm.
1: And at this time, Marcus is really kind of looking forward to Will marrying his mom. Even though the two have no romantic inclination to each other. It's just kind of how Marcus thinks the world works. Well, he's a kid. like yeah. He doesn't understand attraction. Yeah. He's like, Oh, this is great, they're hanging out, then I'll then they'll get married and, and that's how it works. Yeah, everybody will be fine. Yeah. Everyone will take care of everybody. They both like me, so yeah. they should like each other. Yeah. But yeah, that doesn't work out. So then Marcus starts following Will around secretly, privately? Yeah. What was this about? Um, I think it's because Marcus is like, we should do this again sometime. Will's like, I'm really busy. And she's like, you're really busy doing what? nothing. Yeah. So he like follows him around and then he approaches him and is like, you don't have a kid. You don't have a kid. I've been following you. You don't have a kid. And he's like, what? Oh, who cares? Whatever. And he's like, well, I'm going to tell your lie. He blackmails him. Rom-com trope. Yeah. I'm going to tell everybody you don't have a kid unless you agree to hang out. I'm going to come over. We're going to hang out. That's it. I do like the montage of him showing up.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. It was very cute. That was a really well-done montage. Did you like the editing in this? There were parts that I liked, and then there were parts where I was just like, oh, my God, this did not age well. All the pushes? All the pushes. I was like, you can do that if you're
1: Star Wars. The push left-right transition. I feel like they did it too much. I
0: don't know why they did it sometimes. I felt like if they did it too to insinuate like a chapter is now closed or Mm -hmm. or like
1: yeah but they started doing it like every montage and stuff or like anytime a shot would look cool that way yeah i'm like "Eh, it doesn't work as a motif
0: yo yo i mean this is still when computers and and that kind of stuff was really brand new so you know you see it a lot
1: yeah. They're like, Oh man, check out my sweet sweet avid moves which doesn't mean like who do I do that. Yeah. <laughs> check out my sweet sweet avid moves.
0: I mean even Star wow. Wars, which which really Star Wars is the, the one where these like optical motifs are. Oh my really god. Done. Yeah. And they don't do it enough now. But they don't yeah, they either do it too much mm-hmm. like they did in the the prequels, or they do it uh way less. What's the
1: last one I saw? Was that Solo? Did they not do any
0: in Solo? I don't think they did any in Solo. Oh,
1: I wanted them so much. That's why I'm like- Solo was so bad. It wasn't so bad. I hated it. If it had some wipes and things, some transitions. You know, Marcus- Sorry, going back. (laughs) Yeah, no. Marcus does find comfort in Will, even though Will doesn't know it. He's like I I you know the kid mentioned I mentioned the mom and then the kid you know had an emotion and I don't know what to do and Marcus was just like yeah that was the perfect thing I needed well it was just like it was a
0: place it was a safe space mm-hmm. he just needed a place where he could be himself where he didn't have to put on this act of caretaker for his mother uh-huh and I didn't like this sudden this transition right away from him. Basically saying that he needed somebody else. Like, I felt like he got rid of his plan a little too quick to, like, marry her off. Mm -hmm. And then he he, he was leaving her alone. Yeah. A a lot, essentially.
1: Well, he said later on that he went to Will's after school because it was too traumatizing. To go home. To go home. Which I get. Yeah. Relive that
0: moment of finding her. I'm just saying I would have cut out the whole plot to get Mm -hmm. his mom married off. To him. yeah i kind of get that like they
1: would have had to know each other fiona and will for it to work later on for her yeah. to trust him
0: i mean you could have done it a different i just feel like there, you could have done it a different way
1: yeah like at the hospital or something yeah
0: oh uh, will finds out
1: that marcus is getting picked on by kids really badly he runs to will's
0: flat and after these kids start chucking candy at him which, hey, people can throw candy at me. I'll just collect it. It looked like, what were those, like, like gobstoppers? E- that or the, what were the fruit-shaped, were they nerds? No, that wasn't wasn't um, nerds. Runts. Runts. God, I love runts. Oh, I miss runts. <laughs> I have not seen runts in, like, ten years. I feel mm. so old.
1: You know when you'd, like, go and get candy out of the, like, yes. quarter machine? And then you would just kind of, like, shake it to get the most candy possible? Yes, yes. <laughs> you're trying to work the system welcome to the candy podcast (laughs) so will decides to get marcus some new shoes just a little bit of help of like he already dresses really weirdly he dresses like his mom Mm -hmm. who is a hippie with a lot of knit sweaters and stuff his rainbow sweater was amazing i want it add to my sweater collection you need it yes Especially for those Seattle nights. <laughs> I need to get cozy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and then like Will feels like good about it in his voiceover. He's like, I did a thing, not for me. And it felt great. And I'm like, yay, Scrooge. You did it. You did a thing.
0: You're now not, le- you're less Grinch-like. Yep. <laughs> good job, sir. And um, then, of course, the kid gets his shoes stolen and
1: the mom... Finds out and all this stuff and all these things.
0: She confronts him at the freaking... At a date. Date. Mm Mm-hmm. Or no, it's not a date. It's with his... Is that his sister? No, it was a date. But she was the woman in the beginning with the child. Was it? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. (laughs) I guarantee it was the same woman. Are you sure? Yeah. Positive. Back to this...
1: Train wreck. Train wreck. There's this whole lot of plot happening here, of like Fiona, Marcus's mom, mm-hmm. has realized that that Marcus has been spending a lot of time with Will, and it's just like, why are you spending all this time with a twelve year old boy? Are you a pedophile? She loudly says in a crowded restaurant, and he's just like, Nah, dude, this kid keeps coming to me. He's bothering me. I want nothing to do with him. And then she's like, Oh. He wants to be involved in your life and you're shoving him away? What kind of guy are you? You are a jerk and no man is an island. It's an island? (laughs) This land is your land. (laughs)
0: This This man is not an island. (laughs) 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 They're British. (laughs) From sea
1: to shining
0: sea.
1: So... He gets invited over for Christmas. Because that's how that works. Yeah. It's like, you're a pedophile. No, you're not. You're coming over for Christmas. Let's go. Let's go. It all happened in one
0: scene. Yeah. It was a lot.
1: Yeah. And then there's Christmas, and there's Christmas presents. And Susie shows up, and then they fight because she's just like, hey, you don't have a kid like you lied and said you did, you jerk. And he's like, I know. I'm terrible. (laughs) I'm Hugh Grant. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> At least he didn't have that hair thing that he normally does of like, let me just wipe my hair out of my face. No, that's and true. Make puppy dog eyes and apologize.
0: He does not make puppy dog eyes.
1: Four weddings and a funeral. That was all puppy dog eyes.
0: Was it? It was more of like the this thing. What are you doing? Where he like has his his head down like over over his oh. shoulders and he's just like. <laughs> That's not a puppy dog? My dog doesn't do that. I'm Uh, not putting that on the dog. Okay.
1: Dog precious. Dog precious.
0: So, Will,
1: again, actually enjoys himself in a family-giving, loving environment. Who knew? (laughs) Not him. Not him. He's like, wow, human interaction. What? What? (laughs) This fills my, my heart. My Grinch hole. With loves what is loves what's his loves her baby don't hurt, hurt me. me okay shake your ass wait we're not there yet no we're,
0: we're almost there almost we're at there. christmas
1: christmas and then okay so then it's like everybody gets a crush because it's new
0: year's well also like the christmas scene so yeah he gets the cd also who was the fucking woman like it was marcus's dad marcus's dad's girlfriend's, girlfriend's mother. mother yeah why was she there? For comedic effect. I was just thoroughly confused.
1: <laughs> okay, so Will gets a crush on this woman named Rachel who's played by Rachel Weiss. Very easy to remember. Yes, he is not interesting to her at all until he mentions that he has a 12 year old in his life. Noting in his brain that he did not say that he had a son. <laughs> Just a random 12-year-old. Just a random 12-year-old. No, she can infer what she wants to infer. I like her. Let's set up a play date with these children we know. Oh, she has a son. Yes.
0: Uh, one thing I did hate about this movie. What? Was uh, the the female characters. like? All had children? Not all had that. Ch- I don't hate that. Okay. I hate the idea that, one, single moms will just jump at any type of chance that they can get from affection from a man and then two like that the single moms find single dads more attractive for some reason oh Uh uh-huh this movie
1: did like yeah like he wasn't getting anywhere until he invented a child a child yeah and he got all the 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 booty the boot yes yes we'll (laughs) use that word (laughs) 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 okay so there is this precious moment at christmas will gave marcus the cd of what's the name? What's the name of the band? I don't remember the name of the band. Mystical. 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 And they have that famous song that we all know and love, Shaky, Shaky Ass. Show me what, you what you're working, working with. <laughs> <laughs> the classic, classic, classic song, cl- classic Christmas song, which then Marcus loves and he's just singing it down the hallway at school, which that was the best scene. That was literally the best scene of in, the entire movie. In the movie. Till he runs into Tonks, Tonks from <laughs> Harry Potter. Because there's only like five actors in Britain. Yep. It's literally Tonks as a high schooler saying, what did you say to me? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch what? Bitch what? Her name is Ellie. She's wonderful. She's punk. She's super cute. Yeah. And and Marcus immediately firms a little crush. Crushy, crush, crush. Crush, crush, crush. crush. Nothing compares to a quiet evening alone. Just one
0: two. <laughs> I don't know the word. I used to know the words. I don't remember them now. It's not like in sync where they just mm, live there. Yeah. Let's be more Let's
1: than play. this. Not as enthusiastic. But we're singing like we used to in the old days.
0: Yeah. It's because we got the puppy.
1: Yeah. Will. Goes to see Marcus this time. And mm-hmm. Will's like, I need a favor, yo. Son. <laughs> young young man. Pretend to be my son. I like this woman, Rachel. And Marcus is like, oh, you like a chick? I like a chick. She's like, so- I want to hold her hands and stuff. It was the most adorable thing of like, I just want to be around her all the time. Yeah, no, like, he
0: did not understand what was happening. I'm like, ooh, boy, you crushing. You got it. Bye. Yeah, love it. But, like, he didn't understand how yeah. to put it in words, which yeah. is super cute. It was
1: so cute. So, Will sets up the thing with... Rachel. Rachel. Thank it's you. It's easy to remember because <laughs> her, her name. <laughs> her name is Rachel. <laughs> he, she has a son named Allie, Alistair. He is insane. He wants to murder Marcus. He is a psychopath. I should not say insane. He is a psychopath. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happens on their play date. Doesn't go well. Or does it go well?
0: It goes well for Will. Yeah. Does not go well for Marcus, I'm assuming. Getting threats of death.
1: (laughs) But, like, at all this time, Marcus is just like, you should tell Rachel the truth. I mean, you like her. She likes you. What's the big deal? You don't need to invent a son. And Will's just like, listen, child, you do not know how adults work. (laughs) Does
0: Will know how adults work?
1: No! (laughs) I mean... After that first hangout, they go on another date, and Will attempts to tell the truth, and he fucking fails at it. Well, he eventually does, but yeah. like it's. It, he beats around the bush so much that it turns into this weird thing. Yeah. Like, that it's like, why are you. Why did you he, have this? He's still child? your son,
0: but also he's not, not your son. So,
1: he's your stepson that you don't live with, and you hang out with. he's like yeah it's a very complicated long story (laughs) just tell the long story tell the truth that's what the genie says always yeah so pretty much like this turns her off and she's like you know first I thought you were blank and then you are cool but now I think uh, I was right in the first time and he's like yeah I am blank and he's like sad Charlie Brown walks away
0: yeah pretty much
1: yeah, so he's a bit sad now. But Marcus has got new
0: friends. Marcus has made like a little troupe. Yeah, of the punks. Because Ellie is the leader of the punks. Yeah,
1: he's, he's done good.
0: Female representation. Yeah. Like all.
1: Oh, okay, but his mom is still depressed. So it's like his life is going somewhat well, and then he goes home, sees so mom is still depressed. depressed. And that is not good. So he decides that since she loves his singing, he's going to sing... At the school concert.
0: Even though everybody tells him it's social suicide.
1: Yeah. They kept on bringing that term in. For a movie about like suicide and suicide events to use the term social suicide as a parallel, I don't think worked for me. No, it
0: just needed connective tissue. Like that's what it would have worked if they had the overall idea that this movie is about a child who is dealing with the fact that his mother wants to kill herself.
1: This movie also reminds me a lot of Dear Evan Hansen. Well,
0: that's because you just saw it, honey. I did,
1: but there is some
0: little bit of—I mean, Dear Evan Hansen's way better. I believe you. I have not seen it. Do you want to just skip to the talent show? Because not much happens aside from Will stops talking to. Yeah,
1: Marcus. they have this fight thing, and just Will is just like, "I'm not your family. I can't help you."
0: Yeah, because he asks for help with his mom.
1: Yeah, um, Will goes back to his island life. This this part didn't really also pay off for me because he returns to his life and then it's just a bit of him thinking and he's like, "Well, everything is meaningless." And so why should I care? Yeah. And he's like, "You know who had meaning to me? Marcus, and Fiona means a lot to Marcus, so I should
0: help them." So it wasn't something nothing triggered this revelation. Yeah. Like that's that's the problem. Yeah. Is that like it's there's so much connective tissue missing between the actions like yeah yes this is very possible that it could happen within your mind but you need a cinematic way to show that not mm-hmm. just the voiceover I think you need a little bit more there Yeah, you uh. need a call to action
1: yes that's what it was missing yeah so he goes to find Fiona she's at the support group and he's just like don't commit suicide again and she's just like "Why?" did you try to tell all those people yeah. that i attempted suicide i was not planning that he does say the line of like let's get that depression fixed <laughs> like she's like why men why men think fix fix uh, fix 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 men valid Tony a Yeah. Valid. <laughs> welcome to my
0: life no no and
1: then like no. just hard topic change Oh, we're gonna be late. Marcus is gonna perform in the little talent show. What? We have to stop him. He's gonna commit social suicide. I'm just like we were just talking about what? Ha t- ha. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that's pretty much how it ends. <laughs> okay, so Marcus is gonna sing "Killing Me Softly." I think it's his mom's favorite song. Yeah. Will tries to have this pep talk that is just like nothing you can do. Can make your mom happy. Like she's gonna make herself happy. You gotta make yourself happy. But then Marcus is like, "But don't like other people make us happy." And he's like, "Ah,
0: yes, (laughs) but also, yeah, this is a clinical issue, my son."
1: Yeah, and he's like, "Well, what are you you doing this to make all them happy?" What is? He's like, "I'm doing this for her. This is it." So he goes out there and he starts singing, and like kids start to boo him, and then. Not what I wanted to happen, but Hugh Grant comes out playing a guitar and sings along with him, and then they jam, and the kids are all bogey into it. Mm-hmm. But then Will goes on to embarrass himself, take the take the eyes off of Marcus, and put all of it so the kids remember that Will was the embarrassing one of the yes. situation. And yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> And then the mom is talking to Marks at the end. She's like, you can go eat meat or whatever. You can be yourself. And then the next, I think is the cute, they show the next Christmas and they have their own makeshift family of like everybody that we have met in the movie.
0: And Hugh Grant has set basically Fiona up with an Amnesty International guy.
1: Another hippie guy for her. There are themes that I like about it. You know, I like the make your own family themes. We talk about that a lot. Yeah. I like that. I didn't, you know, like you said, the payoff
0: didn't happen for me. No, you wanted Marcus to express himself. Mm-hmm. I'm all for that. We just wanted Marcus to express himself in different ways. Yeah. That, that's the thing. Yeah. I wanted him to have this emotional bonding moment with his mom. And you wanted to have this emotional, emotional, social bonding moment.
1: Yeah. Which I feel would have been more Nick Hornby.
0: Yeah, you're probably right.
1: That's my thoughts on the
0: movie. I think it was good. I I feel like there are a lot of issues that could have been really rounded out. But out of all of the Hugh Grant movies that we've watched, this is probably the best one for me. Agree. The stuff that would make me mad didn't delve deep enough into that stuff, so I can't be that mad at it. So, well, you know what?
1: I had picked How's My Marketing because I have the DVD case, but I also kind of want to do hashtag accurate because of this description. Mm -hmm. What do you think? What do you want to do?
0: I want to do hashtag
1: accurate. Let's do hashtag accurate. The description on IMDb is a cynical, immature young man is taught how to act like a grown up by a little boy. I disagree.
0: I disagree too. I think uh, the more accurate description would be a emotionally stunted man child <laughs> learns to um, connect with life and experience life through the eyes of a child uh, the eyes of uh, a child who he meets through a suicide uh, no he meets by chance through a ploy to get women in bed that's too long that is too long that's just what i can think of right now mhm what do you got i don't know the kind of whole like learns what life is learns the me- the true meaning of life I don't get that he just learns how to Have a life? I feel like he just learned how to make
1: connections. Yeah. But he didn't have a life before. He had a nothing. He had a void. Okay, yeah, something like that. Something just about life, not about... A, like, childlike man and a grown-up child. Use their forces for good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) To become
1: Batman. Yes, become Batman. The end. The end. (laughs) Cool. Shall we
0: rate... This movie? This yes. piece of cinema? This this piece of cinema. I thought you were gonna say piece of shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not too
1: far off. Okay.
0: Uh yeah, sure. Uh I'm ready when you are. I am
1: also ready. Okay. You wanna go first? Okay. I give this movie two point seven five tambourines. Oh, that's a good one. Thank you. I'm going to rate
0: this movie three Nick Holtz. <laughs> three nicholas holtz <laughs> okay because he was worth every bit of it
1: nice it was bouncing like i said i was like eh,
0: and then it was oh
1: and then it went back to eh.
0: yeah no there were definitely it, if the beginning was good mm-hmm. i feel like i would have given it a solid four a solid four but i can't i can't go above three just because that beginning nearly killed me oh. we got
1: mail. we got some mail Snail. Snail mail? Snail mail from the internet's
0: <laughs> the internet version of snail mail. Snail. Snail. We got an iTunes review. This one is entitled I don't even like rom-coms. <laughs> Neither
1: do we. Neither
0: do we. <laughs> this is from Sky Magpie. Magpie? Yeah. Sky Magpie. S-ma- sky. I keep saying sni cuz you said snail. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's one of the genres I don't even care to watch, but I still listen in for ones I have seen, and I really enjoyed hearing Ashley and Justine's insight on them. They're funny, relatable chicks, and I find it really fascinating when they tell stories of their industry experience. It adds an even deeper understanding into the world of movies. I've learned a lot of things uh, in just a handful of episodes. Do yourself a favor and listen up. What? That's so nice. We're putting our Columbia degrees to use. Yeah. <laughs> for real. <laughs> I don't even have my diploma. I'm like, I'm not going to pay for you to mail it to me. They wanted $50 to mail it to me. Yeah. They're not getting $50 for them to mail something to me. No. that would technically cost them very little. Yeah. You don't you need not don't, I yeah. don't need it. You
1: don't need it. You're not mounting it on a wall or anything. No. No, that would be weird. You got a film and video degree, just like everybody else. With
0: concentration and post-production, bitches.
1: Holla! That doesn't even show up on your on your, On your diploma? On your diploma, no. The, what the fuck? The concentrations don't mean anything. <gasps>
0: Columbia is all a lie. <laughs>
1: <gasps> this is it's, like- It's just for you to guide your education, but your degree is not in editing, I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh my god! How long has it been since you graduated? Twenty thirteen. I'm just learning this now. <laughs> <The> fuck. <laughs> you have the same degree as everybody else.
0: I'm so angry. Anyway. Well, uh, while I see the anger, why not we talk about it next time on the
1: podcast? Next time on the podcast, a very special Merry Christmas, Happy Christmas, and Happy Holidays
0: oh happy kwanzaa kwanzaa like the same week this year hola it's kwanzaa what's it the Christmas hana kwanzaa hana kwanzaa miss happy
1: holidays happy holidays <laughs> we're finally watching a movie that uh everybody
0: wants us to watch everybody
1: wants us to watch it we have never i have i know nothing I know
0: very. I know that the guy holds the cards up. Yep, that's is that it. this movie? Yeah, that's okay. this movie. Okay, that's the only thing I know. We are going to be watching two thousand and three's Love Actually.
1: Finally, finally, I can. People can think of me as somebody who legit has
0: seen rom coms now. Yeah, you're not legit until you've seen Love Actually. Apparently, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> well, if you like this podcast, why not become a Patreon! I always want to say Patreon! It works. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a Patreon set up at Patreon.com. We yeah. get all the goodies. It helps keep the podcast running.
1: Keeps those twinkle lights on. It keeps the s'mores in stock. In our bellies.
0: Yeah. It keeps the puppy fed. Yeah.
1: I mean, like literally, like it pays for me to come here
0: no it literally does that's really what it is it, it pays for justine to travel yeah in terrible la traffic yeah and that's a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you're all the way in the valleys I'm sorry.
1: every time i've been apologizing for like a
0: year and a half i know this is what i do Sam's been apologizing for, like, <laughs> four years for leaving me <laughs> here alone for eight months. Jeez. Ashley holds a grudge. <laughs> Only a... L- no, not really. Mm-hmm. It's really not. Like, I'm not really that angry, guys. I really don't pine mm-hmm. over Justine leaving me. I do. On the West Side. Aw. I crisp pine over you.
1: <laughs> anyway, our That's patrons... <laughs> Our patrons are awesome. Like I said, they keep the lights on. If you want to become a patron, hit up our website. It is patreon.com slash cutaways podcast. You get bonus content. You get goodies. You get a bonus podcast. Yeah. With with you and Dan. With me and occasionally Dan. I mean, if you want Dan to be on full time, he would be down. <laughs> He's not doing anything else.
0: <laughs> oh, poor Dan. He's the cinnamon roll of the podcast, yeah, everybody loves him. I think they tune in to hear him, honestly. <laughs> I mean, they're not tuning in to hear us <laughs> Just saying, just saying uh, you can find all of this information and more at the cutaways.com and you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as at Cutaways podcast. Yeah, hit us up. I
1: know a bunch of people do, and I'm always shouting back at you. Get it? I'm just crazy on the internet shouting at
0: people. Justine has so much time and she's so organized. Like, I don't mean that as an insult. I don't know how you do that. Like, I really do not know how you won. Well, the first statement is false, but the second statement is true. <laughs> I, okay, I guess I just think you have so much time because you do all of this stuff. I'm like over here, like, I'm working 13 hour days. Please don't touch me. Haha, <laughs> light. I work until I sleep. The end. <laughs> yeah, I don't do that. I can't do that. My brain would not allow me. It would it yeah. literally explode. All I watch are Try Guy videos. Oh, Try Guys. I gotta watch the new one. <laughs> please, please leave us comments, rate us, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. And if you know the Try Guys, call us. Mm-hmm. We would kill to have the Try Guys on our fucking podcast. that Could be cool. you imagine... We would watch something with Eugene, and oh my god! Mm -hmm. Although Ned, I think Ned would be mm. Ned would be like prime podcast material. Yep, for realsies. Yep, I would want Ned the most. But I have this fantasy that Eugene is a secret rom-com lover. I mean, he likes those K dramas. (laughs) He does. That's why I'm like he he secretly loves Ryan Reynolds in the proposal. Okay, with Sandra Bullock. Let's watch The Proposal <laughs> with Eugene the Yang. Please come on the show. <laughs> Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcatcher. <laughs> you go, little snippets. We haven't yeah. seen snippets in a while. Yeah,
1: we love you, snippets. Snippets. Thanks for joining our slumber partay. We're going to go to actual sleep now. Actual slumber is happening in three, two, two one. 2, Bye! Bye!
0: Hi I'm April and I'm Steph and, and we're from, from the, the first, first podcast do you like pop culture news reviews and discussion are you deeply invested in Army Hammer and Timothy Chalamet's friendship
1: do you constantly find yourself debating which Hollywood Chris is best have you lost sleep over the
0: horror that is Ben Affleck's back tattoo
1: then, then we're the, the podcast, podcast for you
0: Every few weeks, we get together to talk about what we're enjoying or what we're looking forward to in the world of TV, film, music and more. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud and Stitcher by searching for The Thirst Podcast and you can also find us over on Twitter at The Thirst or on Instagram at The Thirst Pod. Listen to an episode and let us know what you think.
1: Bye. Bye!